Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my panel this week, Kate Midwinter, Liz Batchelor and Izzy Phillips as we'll be previewing the ITV action at Haydock um, at Beverly. But before we get into the main action, let's see how everyone is. Izzy, I'll come to you first. You've not been on the podcast for a little while but I see you've been a little bit busy recently with uh, some exciting um, racing uh, projects. Yeah, it's been all go, go, go this end, but I'm hopefully going to be back with a bang this week. I've got a few little fancies lined up for today. But yeah, the racing racing work's been super exciting. been doing quite a lot with the Mills Racing Syndicate, so um, all that content's looking pretty fabulous. So yeah, it's been lovely. Really good experience, though, um, during half term. So now I just need to get back into it and try and find some winners. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can give the punters some clues this weekend. Liz, how are things with you? Yes, wonderful. Thanks, Chris. Not too much going on. Just um, busy with real life work as per last week. Uh, But yeah, looking forward to this weekend's racing. And Katie, have you recovered from our venture to the uh, derby last weekend? Yeah, just about. Uh, It was good, wasn't it? A really great day of racing. Amazing to see Yoga Shodan win the derby just fell in love with him uh, in the paddock he was just really eye-fetching and he won in tremendous fashion too so it was really exciting great day and yeah looking forward to what's to come this weekend yeah my derby selection was terrible i was really keen on the chances of passenger and katie only changed her mind at the last minute i've got to admit august rodan was definitely the paddock pick and yeah um katie had a nice bet on him i didn't but um yeah that definitely made her day and Hopefully, uh, like we can, like we say, keep up the good form. So, right, let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is the 115 at Haydock. It's a Skybet Achilles Stakes. It's a listed race over five furlongs. And your favourite is Equilateral at 10 to 3. We've then got Regional at 4 to 1. Prince of Pillow at 6 years. Rassel's 7s. Clarendon House 9s. Corker 10s. Bigger are the rest. Izzy, I'll come to you here first. Equilateral. He's probably the class act in the race if you go back through his form. But... There could be some interesting uh, younger horses uh, stepping out of handicap companies, some improving uh, three-year-olds as well. Um, interesting looking race. How did you see it? Yeah, I mean, I started off looking at Equilateral. Like you say, he's really got the best form on offer and has beaten, um, I think it's for a seal already, um, and his last start over course and distance. And the conditions obviously seem ideal for him. Um the only issue for me with equilateral, obviously, you've got the Frankie factor, but it's nine. His trainer form is only nine percent, um, so it's lower than ideal, really. So I think he could be a little bit vulnerable on that. Obviously, you've got um, Regional, who's a last time out winner, um, and if you look at the Edward Bethel trainer form, he's under twenty seven percent strike rate, so it's quite a quite a marginal difference. So I think it will be between those two in the market. I'm just not quite sure yet who will come out better. Um, I think I'm leaning more towards regional with a horse that's, you know, a last time out winner and a good trainer form. So I would side with regional. Okay, one vote for regional. How about you, Liz? Yeah, I quite like two in this equilateral um, as Izzy was saying, especially some of his previous form, especially his second in the King Kingstand Stakes a few years ago behind Batash being the highlight. Um, but maybe last season on home turf didn't quite go to plan. Um, but 
yeah, denied a length last time out at the Temple Stakes last week at a big price as well. Um, and the other one that I like is Prince of Pilo. Um, this will be his first time out this season. He's been out five times, winning three and placing once. Uh, that once being at Newmarket last October in a Group 3 uh, where he was favourite and he missed the start, which you can't be doing over five furlongs. Ryan Moore's booked and Keith Dalgleish is on a 24% strike rate at the moment. So, yeah, that's two for me. Equilateral principally okay that's liz's view on the opener and how about you katie i quite like equilateral uh drawn in the highest stall stall 10 frankie Tory booked to ride he's two pounds clear of his rivals on ratings and he's had a recent run down in class two so i think there's a lot in his favor uh, and he could land his first win in over two years they also like fine wine each way stepping up to listed level for the first time he's been improving year upon year and I think he could enter calculations at a decent each way price. I think he's around 12 to 1. So two for me there, collateral and fine wine each way. Mm, so we've had a couple of votes there for a few different horses. My main selection in the race would be Prince of Pillow. Uh, he gets a three-year-old allowance. I thought his form as a juvenile was pretty decent. Equilateral is a horse I want to take on personally. I think the time to catch him is uh, first time out. He's got a really good record fresh, and he seems to blow up on his second start. So that's probably why I'm slightly against him. I think having a high draw as well over this sprint track would be good. If you've been watching the racing at Haydock so far this season, they've been coming middle to high uh, with the faster ground. It seems like the better turf on the sprint track is down the standside rail. So those low draws might not be necessarily good. So uh, stall eight for Prince of Pillow is good. And an old friend of mine, Mondemerge, he's 18 to 1. He's got a good record over the scores and distance. I don't expect him to win, but he could be a good each way bet if you can get four places on the day. Um, you know, he often does his uh, best work late on, and he, he ran a good race last time out at York, finishing second. So I wouldn't pee off him if you wanted to back him each way at a big price. So that is uh, our thoughts then on the opener. We then move to the 150. It's a sky bet revenue handicap. Um, all the King's Men is the favourite for George Bowie and Ryan Moore at 10 to 3. We've then got Mr. Wagyu at 11 to 2, Silver Samurai at 9s, Cooperation at 11s, Lethal Nymph as well, 11s, Lucky Man 12s, Long of Retire, and Bigger are the rest. Uh, Liz, I'll come to you here first. All the King's Men, you can probably see why he's towards the top of the bet and a very consistent horse, but uh, he doesn't get his head in front. Are we going to take him on on that basis? I am taking him on, and I was—I thought it was quite interesting to see him favourite. Um, being dropped down in trip from a mile and a half to six furlongs, which he hasn't run since last June, and his last run would suggest that he would like it further. Um, especially what he's shown in last week's handicap at Epsom, where he stayed on well. So, maybe a bit of a confusing one for me that one. But there is some each way value here, um, and I quite like the look of Illusionist on an each way basis, who is now on his last winning mark of eighty-eight, and is being stepped up in trip to six furlongs likes to push his way from the back and run on so it could find it he could find it a bit tricky to move his way up in a field of 14 but no surprise to see him in the top three and i'm also going to mention rank outsider volatile analyst for the only reason that i stuck him up at 12 to 1 on about my only third ever podcast on here um a bit of a quirky sort and he does potentially like it on the softer side but just thought i'd mention him first time out this season and we'll see how he does hmm, a couple of big price outsiders then from liz uh, if you want to take on the favorites so yeah that's uh, liz's thoughts how about you katie um how did you see this uh, tricky handicap i'm sticking with an old favorite in mr wagyu 
who is making his 75th career start. He's been a dream horse for connections, already won almost 10 times his price as a yearling in prize money. He's down in class for the first time since July 2021, when he finished the next second in a class three. And he's four pounds lower than his last winning mark. He also has course form at Haydock and he ran well at Epsom last week. So I think he's got a good chance and I'd love to see him get his head back in front. Yeah, I'm going to side with him as well. I think 11 to 2 is a great dirty each way bet. Uh, he's a very consistent horse and this is his time of year. He always seems to do his winning in June and July. I just think at Epsom last week, um, I was commenting to Katie when we were there that nothing from on the pace was really holding up. He wanted to be coming off it and he did really well to last that long and he was just chinned close home. I think if he um, has come out the race fine, which I'm sure he has, um, I think he's got a great chance at them to, to be there or thereabouts. So I'm going to go with Mr. Wagyu. Um, Izzy, um, you got the last say on this race. Who did you like? I'm fully agreeing with you both with Mr. Wagyu. I think that he was met with absolutely no luck in running um, at Epsom last last week and obviously was just completely stopped in his track. So I think, like you say, he ran a good race sort of after that. But yeah, I'm very much on kind of Katie's vein that he's really just an old favourite. So love to see him come out and get this. And I think, yeah, this is actually almost a really good mark for him like you say he's down in class so i think he's it's probably one of his best chances okay we've got a lot of strong love tonight then for mr wagu hopefully he can get another win on the board for uh, his uh, fantastic connection so yeah mr wagu is for three of us and liz likes uh, two outsiders at a big price illusionist and volatile analyst so that's our thoughts then on the 150, we then move on to the 225. It's the better betting with Skybet handicap. Hulamo Nimbus is your favourite 72 for Charlie Fellows. We then got a good show at 5 to 1. Get Shirty at 13 to 2. Dark Pine at 8, along with Forza Orza. A one smooth operator at 10s and bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, I'll come to you here first. Get Shirty is a horse that I know you often say to me that uh, you quite like. Are you going to be siding with him? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Get Shirty here. Uh, he's a winner, of course, in distance, carries top weight, and he has to give a lot of weight away to some younger, progressive horses. But he has proven himself. He's been dropped a couple of pounds for two runs over longer trips, drops back down to a mile and a half here. I prefer him over the shorter trip, so I think he's got a decent chance. If he is beaten again and dropped another couple of pounds, I think he'll be off a dangerous mark, and I'm sure we'll see him back in the winner's enclosure at some stage. So get shirty from me. I'm sticking with him. Okay, Katie, staying royal then to get shirty. How about you, Izzy? Who are you going to go for in this one? Well, Liz has already mentioned on this week's um, podcast the form, the yard form of Keith Dalgleish. So I quite like the look of Good Show. I think, you know, he's beaten a couple in the field already. Um, and with the yard being in flying form, um, I think he's the one I'll probably go for. If I'm completely honest... It's not a race I love the look of, but I probably will have a small pop on Good Show and hope for just that. Yeah, he's definitely a progressive horse. Probably still haven't got to the bottom of him yet. He was a good winner, like you say, last time at Hamilton. And for me, I, th I think he could definitely have a little bit more up his hand. So, yeah, I wouldn't put you off at all on Good Show. Liz, um, we've had two vote or one vote for Get Shirty, one vote for Good Show. Are we going with one of those selections or are we going to provide an, a different um, selection on the podcast? 
Well, I don't, to be honest, I don't particularly fancy anything um, in terms of having a bet. So I'm just going to mention a few that I looked at. Um, Live Your Dream has a bin sin for a whopping 609 days. And he's back. Um, maybe he's just going to see out, see how he is, perhaps after an injury. But I'm not sure there's too many that would keep a horse this long if they didn't think he was still good enough. Um, and it may be interesting to watch to see how he does with a big step back in trip. Um, Cosmic dreamy outsider of the field was a good dolphin horse until very recently moving from charlie appleby to tj ken and he has some good breeding and a name i struggle with cumula nimbus is a good front runner uh winning over one mile four at newmarket last time out where he kept on uh, a bit of a lottery for me this one but like i say a few i took note of Okay, yeah, um, it is, a, I've got to say, quite a tricky race to work, work out. The one you said, Live Your Dream, would actually probably be my selection at an each-way price. Let's say he's not been seen for a long time, but when we did last see him, he was running in some good races. He finished second um, in the Cesarovich trial behind Turnpike Trip uh, back in 2021. Before that, he beat the likes of Global Storm, some really good uh, horses. He had him behind him, Cockalorum, who's a good horse for Roger Fell. He doesn't mind any kind of ground. He's versatile on a good to firm. He's good on soft. I think he's really interesting. And off a mark of 100, I think um, I think he'd go quite well. And the yard has been amongst the winners of late as well, so I would probably just side with live your dream back into um pattern company now uh the next race we're going to look at is the three o'clock at haydock it's a sky bet leicester piggott stakes uh, registered as a pinnacle stakes it's a group three for the fillies and mares and modera has been supported into three to one uh, joint favoritism time lock was the original favorite um she is three to one we've then got mimiku at seven to two we've then got the german raider nactros at seven to one silks sea silk raider eights and poptronic at 14s. Izzy, we've got a couple of unexposed fillies here that could be on the improved. We've got some of the likes of Mimiku that was uh, just chinned off last time out, and we've got a German Raider. So there's a bit of depth to this race. Who did you like? Yeah, it actually looks quite a good race, to be honest with you. I think, obviously, you've got to look at Madara. She was very impressive at Kempton. Um, however, this is, um, you know, on the weather, whereas her turf form from Yarmouth doesn't quite look quite as hot. Um, so obviously Varian will be hoping that he that she'll be able to convert that um, at the weekend. So I then had a little look at the next two. Um, Nimiku um, actually beat Timelock over course and distance by only a neck. Um, but this is when she was in receipt of quite a bit of weight on that day. Um, both have made a good seasonal reappearance in their respective races, and it will be good to see a rematch between the two, really, with both yards actually at a flying form. So you've got a 31 and 32% strike rate there, respectively, for both of those yards. So I think, for me, I think it will probably... Um, I'll probably end up siding with time lock. Um, I think probably be able to reverse that form with Mimikyu, um, and I just I'm not too confident of Madara converting the form to turf. Yeah, that is an interesting uh, point you make. She's actually from the family of Ben Battle. Was actually a full uh, sister to him, and he didn't quite get a mile and a half. He was effective over a mile and mile two. So maybe the stamina as well on the turf could be uh, put under pressure. How about you, Liz? Uh, who did you like in this one? Yeah, so 
I'm just going to repeat <laughs> what Izzy's basically said. Um, but yeah, they have met before. Mimic, you just win him just by a neck. Um, but I think Time Lock could turn it around for this. Recently being the bridesmaid on her last three outings. She was headed last time out where she was favourite at Goodwood, but kept on. That was on good to soft. This is good to firm, but she has won on this surface before. And obviously, um, Mimic, you last time out beaten by just a short head, who I put up last week. Um but it, as mentioned, that perhaps was a bit too quick, which might be a slight concern. Um, and to mention, like we've just said, the German Raider Natros, who was second in a German Group 2 last month. Again, as mentioned last week, we seem to overlook them. Um, but Harry and Roger Charlton's time lock gets the nod from me, just about. OK, strong vote from time lock for Liz. And how about you, Katie? Full house for time lock. Uh, I really like this Billy. She finished the next seconds of Haskoy at York last year. I think that's the real eye-catching piece of form in here. Uh, she was beaten on the appearance by now one of five rated mayor Luisa Casati. Wasn't disgraced there, but I'm hoping she will come on for the run. Um, she may just be better after a run as she didn't win first time out last year either. And the yard are going well, as Izzy and Liz have mentioned, 36% strike rate in flying form. And I think there's a lot to like about this filly, so I'd be siding with her. But I will just give a quick mention to Sea Silk Road, who I think could be a bit of value in the field at eight to one each way. She's a really good filly on her day. I wouldn't be surprised to see her finishing among the top two or three, but I do think time lock will be too good here. Okay, we've got a strong vote on the panel then for time lock. I'm probably just going to side with her. I think that five pounds she's getting from Mimiku could just make all the difference. She's got the proven stamina in the bag. The yard can train a winner for months, but they've recently, like the girls had, started to hit a bit for them. They had a winner at Yarmouth tonight that bolted up quite easily. So, yeah, I think time lock just uh, gets the nod from me as well. So um, that's the um, pinnacle states covered. We then move on to uh, the feature race on the card. It's the 335. It's the Skybet. John of Gaunt Stakes. It's a group three. And the Australian horse, the Astrologist, is your favourite at 11 to 4. We've then got El Caballo at threes along with Jumbly. The Wizard of Eye at fives. Borman 12s. And Gorak is your outsider at 100 to 1. Uh, Liz, interesting to see an Australian horse here. Do we think that he deserves to be the favourite? I absolutely do. He's won an incredible 1.3 million in prize money over his career and he is a classy Australian sprinter and was only narrowly denied in the Group 1 Alquad sprint over in Maidan in March. Um, now he's come over predominantly for the Queen Elizabeth Jubilee Stakes at Royal Ascot on the Friday and he had his first run in the UK a few weeks ago in the Group 2 Duke of York uh, Clipper stakes where he finished 7th of 10th but it was quoted that he needed that run if he wins this in some style then he will undoubtedly go shorter than the current 16 to 1 he is showing in that Jubilee stakes Ryan Moore teaming up with them again and I'd like to see him do well OK strong vote for the Australian horse then the astrologist from Liz how about you Katie um, are you going to be siding with the favourite I think it's between the two market leaders uh, the astrologist is very interesting coming from Australia and almost won the, the big sprint at Maidan, as Liz was mentioning. Just denied by Dania there, who was a shock winner. It's definitely good form, but this is going to be a very different assignment. And I quite like El Caballo. The win at Haydock over six furlongs definitely wasn't suited by the heavy going at Doncaster on his seasonal reappearance. 
but I think he will fare better this time out. I'd have it between those two, but I am going to probably side with El Caballo. Okay, uh, one vote for the second favourite. Then El Caballo, and how about you, Izzy? You get the casting vote. I think I'll be siding with El Caballo for this one. Um, obviously, he had a really impressive winning run and like Katie said, just disappointed a little bit in the Commonwealth Cup at Royal Ascot, maybe finding himself a little bit out of his depth then and definitely seemed unsuited by that heavy ground at Doncaster. Um, I'm hopeful more from him here, back at a track he's won at before, so I, I'm putting up El Cabello and actually he's probably one of my fancies of the day um, out of all the races, to be honest with you. Okay, two votes then for El Cabello. Um, I'm actually going with a different horse in this race. I'm going to go with the Wizard of uh, Eye um, for Kieran Schumark and Stan Moore. Now, I know he was well beaten two starts ago here, but I just think he went off way too quick. If he can settle a little bit better and Kieran Schumark um, can get him switched off from the front and control the pace, I think he just might be able to get an easy lead. I thought it was a bit of a better effort when he finished ninth. In the lock-ins, this is definitely an easier contest. But Kieran Schumark seems to get the best out of this horse. He actually rode him two starts ago where he finished third at Newcastle on all-weather finals day. And I don't know, just, just something about him that I think sometimes he, he gets a little bit overlooked. And uh, I think he'll be suited by this quick round as well. And Stan Moore uh, is no mug as a trainer as well. as Yard going okay at the moment. He's had a couple of winners from uh, his small team in the last couple of weeks. So I'm just going to side... With the Wizard of Eye. We're now moving on to Beverly now, where we go uh, to the Yorkshire track, um, where we're going to look at a couple of the juvenile races. We often see some Royal Escort horses running these races, so uh, definitely uh, some uh, clues could be on offer here for the big meeting in a couple of weeks' time. So the first race we're going to look at is a 205 at Beverly. It's the Hillary Needer uh, Trophy, Phillies Condition Stakes, over five furlongs, Midnight Affair. Is your favourite five to four? We've then got Ziggy's Phoenix at four to one, Flora Bermuda at eleven to two, Never Fear at sixes, Taboola Bella at uh, fourteen to one, Alpha Moonstone at twenties, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie Midnight Affair seems to be quite warm order here. Um, she's currently your five to four favourite. Do we think her run last time out is the best piece of form on offer? It probably is, but I find these races are quite tricky to predict. Uh, these young horses, you know, they could show masses of improvement and you never really know. So I'm going to take a bit of a chance on a horse at a big price. Now, the Robert Cowell Yard, they're in good form and he saddles Miss Woo Woo here. She hasn't shown much in two starts, but she did finish ahead of Beanham in the listed race at York last month. And Beanham had previously beaten Hartum at Goodwood. Martin went off as favourite for the Woodcock Stakes at Epsom last week, finishing third. So that is the form line that caught my eye here with Miss Woo Woo. It is a bit of a reach, but these are all young fillies. And as I said, they could all show tons of improvement. So I'm going to take a bit of a chance on Miss Woo Woo at 33 to 1. Yeah, why not? You're getting the nine runners currently at the moment, three places on offer. And yeah, if you don't fancy the favourite, 5 to 4, why not take a, a bit of an outsider there? Uh, from Miss Woo Woo at 33 to 1. Izzy, how about you in this race? Are you going to stick with the Jolly Midnight Affair? Um, well, obviously, Midnight Affair ran a decent race against Soprano at Newmarket last time. But again, as Katie said there, you know, these young horses, you just 
you don't quite know what sort of improvement they're going to bring about. And for that reason, I quite like the look of Never Fear. Um, I'm hoping that she can translate the form she showed um, to turf and for an informed stable. So I think that I'll be sticking with Never Fear. That's yeah, just a little go. Yeah, the Johnson team have been doing really well um over the last couple of weeks so they're operating at 20 percent strike rate but they've had 16 winners from the 82 runners that they've sent out so definitely in in good form at the moment how about you liz who did you like in the hillary needler um i think midnight Inferno is a good prospect i can see why she's favorite and i took a good look at ziggy's phoenix too where she tried her luck in a listed race over at chantilly last week coming fourth of eight on good ground where she was trying to extend a winning turf runs to three and she did win the lily agnes at chester by half a length where she just about held on from her stablemate ziggy's dream who was closing her down in the latter stages but midnight affair a hundred and eighty thousand guineas daughter of dark angel was a tad unlucky with her second last time out at newmarket at the start of may where she did meet trouble at the one furlong pole um, but it was very encouraging run and i think we're gonna see her do one better it's yeah. a midnight affair for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with the favourite here. She's got a lovely pedigree. She's actually a full sister to uh, Rivermaster, who's now with James Horton, but was previously trained by these connections. It was a really good horse. Um, she finished third, um, or he finished third, rather, uh, in a group one um, on his first ever, or on his second ever start, sorry, in the pre-morning. So this family's got a lot of class about it. And I think with pedigree, um, she's the pick for me. I, I think... Uh, she could even be shorter on the day. And Richard Thar, he's made a good start to the season with his two-year-old. So the other race we're going to look at, the other juvenile race, uh, is the 3.15. But this time it's for the Colts. It's the Bet365 two-year-old trophy condition stakes. Juven Slide is your favourite at 11-4. We've then got Bombay Bazaar at 3-1. Fustalandia at 10-3. Room Service at 4s. And then Bigger R. The others, uh, Izzy, I'll come to you here first. The market uh, has it quite tight between the first four and the betting. Uh, did we like one of those? Um, yeah, so I kept looking and kind of flicking back and forward um, between Cuban Slide and Bombay Bazaar. Um, I'm having a little look at Cuban Slide's win at Musselburgh. I mean, I know it was a class four, but um, only four runners and, you know, beat beat them quite impressively so it was nine lengths to making dreams who was in second place making dreams has come out and been pretty woeful next time out at ripon um the third horse zachary has not done anything since um and then pumpkin pie is also not exactly impressed being six of seven next time out again at musselboro as well so the sort of form of that win perhaps is not that impressive on paper even though it was a class four whereas bombay bazaar um, has obviously won at Beverly, so a nice little course and distance win there. And a few of those in behind have been next time out winners, including Politico. Um, so I'm going to side with Bombay Bazaar for that reason. Okay, so uh, Izzy's going to stick with the course for men of Bombay Bazaar. Um, how about you, uh, Liz? Who did you like in this one? Um, me and Izzy are like the same person. <laughs> I, I was tussling between Cuban Slide and Bombay Bazaar as well, but I've sided with Cuban Slide instead. Um, winning is 
last race at nine lengths at Musselburgh. Um, but I thought I thought it was it was pretty impressive. Uh, Carl Burt, the trainer, noting it he could be a Windsor Castle type horse. Um, but most of these have been out once before. There's only one Mehigburn turning up for the first time. Not too much left to say on so little form, but um, Cuban slide for me. Yeah, why not? Uh, Havana Gray's been such a good addition to the stallion ranks in the last couple of years. He's had really good success uh, uh, since he started as a stallion, and yeah, he's got a really good crop this year. Got a love of Gray's, one of um, my favourites at the moment, and Cuban Slide could be another one for him. How about you, though, Katie? You got the last vote on this race. Who are you going to go for? Well, I love Memas as a stallion, especially when I'm looking at sprinters, and I love a Richard Hannon two-year-old. So I'm going to go for, for Stolandia. Uh, Amma Racing have been going great guns recently too. They're definitely in form. This cult finished second on debut. Hopefully he can show some more improvement this time out for Stolandia. Yeah, he was the one I was looking at. I think he could be potentially really exciting. He ran in a race last time out at Leicester uh, behind a horse of uh, Richard Farhees called Golden Mind, who just got him uh, on the line. Uh, Golden Mind looked really green and full of inexperience still. I, me- I remember looking at him at Hamilton thinking, I'm blind, I'm going to back him next time out because he's actually from the family of uh, Perfect Power. I think he's a half-brother to him, so connections clearly hold him in high regard. And Fistolandia showed a lot of pace. Um, they even beat uh, Charlie Appleby um, favourite as well. It was 8-13 to in that race. So I just think that could be quite a good uh, maiden uh, to follow. And I think the drop back and trip to the five furlongs could really suit uh, Fistolandia. And yeah, I'm with UK. I'm going to go with him. I think that form of, of Leicester, of the Leicester run, could be uh, really good. So uh, yeah, he's my uh, verdict in the race. So that's it then for um, the races this week. Um, I just got a couple of other selections that I just wanted to add. Um, I just got one uh, at Chepstow in the eight o'clock. I liked Sir Winston. He won last time out for uh, Roger Varian quite easily at Brighton. He could be a horse that's going on the up. He's very lightly raced. He had some good form going back as a juvenile behind check and challenge. I think of a mark of 80 in this kind of race, he could go really well. And it's good to see Raoul Silva back in the saddle. Um, lost his way a little bit over the last couple of years. I think he, he wasn't getting any opportunities and I think he might have given up the game. He was riding out for the likes of Paul and Oliver Cole and rode quite well in some big races for them in the victory hay colours. So it's good to see him return. And then there's one just to keep an eye on over uh, in the United States, uh, if you're wondering where Will Buick is this weekend, he's gone to ride Ottoman Fleet uh, over in America. He's currently available at uh, two to one. This horse, Ottoman Fleet for Charlie Appleby, he's been campaigned over there the last couple of times. I think it speaks volumes that he's gone over there to ride in the Manhattan Stakes. He's currently available two to one. I think that could look a silly price, and if you can still get that, I don't think that's a bad one if you want to have a bet stateside. So yeah, that rounds it off then this week. Thanks again to uh, Izzy, Liz and Katie for giving up their time. Hopefully we've found you some winners this week. Remember to follow us on socials where we're on Twitter and on Instagram at In The Saddle Pod. You can follow us on all the major podcast platforms as well, Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. Please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon.